So I imagine my audio quality has just got a little bit better. Definitely. A little more on the sultry side. A little more on the sultry side, oh yes. Oh, I like that. Oh. You sound like the spiffing Brit if you've ever watched his videos. I have not, no. You, you should. They are quite, quite the rambunctious watch. I do enjoy a bit of rambunctiousness. A bit of rambunctious watching. Mm. You're saying all of the right words. Um, okay, let's delete that track. Sorry, let's delete <laughs> that track. And uh, let's select another stereo track. Then you press see... the big red button. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yes, my child, how may I help you? The, the the soundtrack of Halo just erupts behind you as you say that, as you erupt as Jesus. Yep. Oh, I don't I don't actually know the uh, Okay. I don't actually know the soundtrack for Halo, so I don't I never really played it. Well we're gonna we're gonna have to find a new player. All I can say is um <laughs> No, we're not. We really are not. Just because he doesn't get any of your references. I mean, that, that's just strike one. It's because I'm a. Uh, that's because I was a. I was a PlayStation player. Well, I have a taste. Ah, oh, there's Strike Two. <laughs> no, did you ever play um, Guitar Hero? Oh God, no. As I said, I'm a man with taste. Ah, oh, there's Strike Three. He was already on a strike for. Um, oh God, what was it? Who do you who do you play? So Tim, or Dave. Um, they. Yeah, for for Dave, I would um, because of all of the um, serious insults that have occurred and the slur to your name for not having heard of Halo and not playing. I've heard Guitar of Halo. Hero, I've heard not, of Halo. Not having, play, not having played Halo. Okay. And uh, not having played Guitar Hero, um, I'm going to award you a uh, big fat pot of nothing. Fantastic. Well, I'm very glad to, very glad to receive that. Thank you very much, Mummy. Andy. Yes. For your highlighting of these issues and considering and considering them strikes, I'm going to award you a random disadvantage at oh. some point. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Suck it, Andy. <laughs> Sorry, Theo. No, I'm I'm just joking about that. No, it's all good. Ugh. To be what honest with you, I've got Halo. I have never played it in my life. We need to change that. We're gonna we're gonna take it back to when well when you say you have Halo, do you have Halo Combat Evolved, Halo Two, Halo Three? I like how you just called. I like how you called it Halo Combat Evolved and not just Halo. Well, uh, that's the full name of the first game that came out before it turned into a franchise that kept growing and then should have died. As most, as is the case with most franchises. Yeah. It's uh, the original Combat Evolved. Then we need to rock this old school back in 2021 where you used to go around your friend's house because you could only plug in up to like four controllers and there was no online playing. And we just need to order pizza, have some Doritos and then just complete it in one sitting because honestly that the, the storyline in halo combat evolved is easily one of the best fair enough at some point we shall deal done
Austin. I guess we are just about ready to jump into tonight's game of Timeless Treasures. Welcome to tonight's episode of D&D. This is Timeless Treasures, and we are here to have an absolutely wonderful night. I've already been broken once by the uh, players here, so I can guarantee it's going to be a good show. Whatever you're up to, wherever you're listening in from, enjoy this night's episode. We'll start with an introduction from one of our players, Tim. Why, hello there, everyone. My name's Tim. I'm going to be playing Dave today. And did you know that I'm currently orbiting the world in a wonderful little uh, PlayStation? And Ben. Hello, I'm Ben. Uh, yeah. And I will be reading our first rule of order from Robert's Rules of Order today. So, number one, introduction of business. An assembly having been organised and described as described in 697071, Business is brought before it either by the motion of a member or by, by the presentation of a communication to the assembly. It is not usual to make motions to receive reports of committees or communications to the assembly. There are many, many other cases in the ordinary routine of business where the formality of a motion is dispensed with. But should any member object, a regular motion becomes necessary or the chair may put the question without waiting for a motion. I object to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I would like to know how it applies to podcasts. And in that regard, that'll be for your next intro, Ben. <laughs> ben will be playing the wonderful Robert, uh, Robert Tawney, uh, Robert Christopher Tawney. No, Christopher Robert. Yes. yes. Robert Christopher Dorn. There you go. And uh, solicitor. <laughs> solicitor and uh, native rules lawyer for, uh, well, pretty much everything. Right, moving on, we have John. Hi guys, um, I'm John and I, I play Freddy Thorne. Um, my, this week's fact, um, I, I like to keep it a state agency. Um, but this week's fact for me is eggs would cost £5 if they rose at the same rate as house prices. Um, and as well as that, a chicken like that you'd buy in the supermarket would cost £51 if they rose at the same prices as houses. Some crazy stuff. That, that chicken had better be worth it. It's better be worth it. <laughs> Um, moving on, we have our final player for tonight's game, which is Andy. So, it's very interesting that uh, you bring up chickens. Um, hi, I'm Andy, and I'm going to be playing the uh, zookeeper Theodore Crocs. And Theo's super interesting fact of uh, animal fact of the day is that actually chickens do not sweat. They're better equipped to handle cold weather rather than hot weather. Uh, oddly enough, this is because they have feathers. You see, I always thought it was pigs that didn't sweat, and I thought chickens did. I thought I thought only humans sweat. Really? They, they can also run at nine miles per hour, so they can actually do a mile in about six minutes at top speed. What? That's far more interesting, yeah. <laughs> 
It's like an ostrich, but tiny. I, I feel like I buried the lead on that one. That's crazy. Oh, no, no, you've just given me some great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got chased by wasps last time. Oh, no. TPK, dear chicken. I was playing um, the uh, uh, Baldur's Gates and into Avernus, and there is a thing called an abyssal chicken. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Oh dear. And I guess we are just about ready to jump into tonight's game of Timeless Treasures. to the point after you ended the chase you all spent three days and nights traveling to the town of raven's rest it's a it was on the third night and after a couple of nights of practicing various things tricks that you think you've learned over the last few days of your arrival being here you all managed to gain and attune to the energies in this strange new world that you find yourself in. Astaria and the energies of the different elements um, seeing meeting strangely dressed, more old-fashioned style of clothing compared to your modern clothing that you're currently wearing with sort of shawls and robes and long thick coats and odd trousers that are sort of puffy the sort that you recall from your history lessons being around that sort of medieval and tudor era of um, particularly the tudor style but also at fancy medieval balls with some of those puffy pantaloons and things like that on some of the uh, travelers that you've passed by, whether they were merchants or wandering troop, which did also seem a bit odd at one point to you as you uh, were travelling. But yes, ultimately, the sights and the attunement to Astaria and the energies have eventually allowed you to realise that you have some additional abilities that you are now freely able to use. It's taken a few days and it has been a bit disorienting though, but it's your final night of camping. You've all had a, a long rest. You've woken up and before you, you see in the distance the walls of this port town, Raven's Rest, to the city gates. As you are standing there and getting yourselves ready in the morning to head off. The walls are very, very impressive. You can see the tall, towering walls 
high, very, very high in the distance, grey, foreboding, portcullis at the gates, and what appears to be, even from this distance, that you can see a very, very long line, a very, very long queue. Just from this distance, you guess that it must be at least half a mile long already of people trying to get in to the town, but the portcullis is only half raised, you realise, as you start travelling and getting nearer to the gates. We're almost here. Well, I guess we should join this queue then. I guess so. Look to, to do we want to ask why we're queuing? We're going to always ask. It seems like a perfectly reasonable due process for any kind of port town. So I say we just join the queue. How many port towns have you been to? Uh, Chroma. I was going to say, don't we technically live in one? And how many and how many times do you have to queue to get in? I mean, for this time period. Well, there's the ice cream shop. There's the post office. There's the bank. Get into the actual town, though. Oh, um, sometimes there's traffic. Look, Dave, we're 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 British. We have to queue, okay? It just makes sense. There's a queue. <laughs> it must be there for a reason. So let's get I mean, in it. It's true. But those people have just gotten in front of us now because we've been standing around talking about it. But what if it... Hi, uh, excuse me, I say to the people who have just got in front of us. A slightly older woman turns and looks up at you. Oh, yes, dear. Oh, you do speak English. Marvellous. Um, do you... No, I speak common, the same tongue as you. Okay, that that that's that's fine. And um, why are we queuing to get? Why are we all queuing? Ah, uh, you see, there was a big incident in town the other night, and uh, well, two nights ago, and um, unfortunately, they've tightened up on security. They'll probably be in this queue for about two to three hours, give or take. Two to three hours. But that's, like, a lot of time. What was it you called yourself? British good at queuing? What does that mean? What's British? It's just where we're from. Like, what's this country called? Well, this country is Valfor Valforia. Um, and in Valforia, we are on the... <laughs> Well, the continent, Astaria, it's... Yeah, yeah. I don't know, just look at the stars next time you're ever lost. You'll be fine. Right, but you might you might call yourself a Valforian, because you are from Valforia. We hail from Britain, and are therefore British. Is Britain another country somewhere? Yes, it's an island nation, you won't have heard of it. Right, okay. Okay, no, 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 I quite understand. That'll explain why your clothes are so strange. You've, you're obviously travelling a vast distance. Yes, we walked from the island nation. You walked across the sea? There was a low tide. Well, there was some magic involved. Bobby, 
quick question. You know how you're all lawyery and solicitory, and they're usually pretty good at, with words. Um, do you fancy trying to help us skip the queue and talking to? And at this point, I'm gonna look down this gigantic two to three hour worth of people queue and see if I can see anyone in any kind of townish regalia. Um, anyone that might look like an officer or people sat at a table or a tent or some, uh, something that looks official. You see as you look up and down the queues that at various points along the path that you're queuing, there are numerous guards clad in plate armor carrying pikes standing to attention and keeping everyone in check and in line as soon as someone tries to step out of line there's normally two guards at least that step in to put them back where they were the armor the armor has got an insignia on the side which almost looks like a S with a sort of spear running through it. A bit like a dollar sign. Yeah, similar to the dollar sign. But not quite. Theo, have you well, have you thought about maybe just walk just like join leave, walk away, and then just walk down by the by the side of the queue and see if that does anything. You can maybe just walk through and just have a chat with them at the front. We could even see if there's another way in, like a hidden or a more awkward way in that we could just jump over. I mean, uh, looking at the walls, I'm going to guess that it's going to be very hard to jump over those, even for me. Yeah. So there might be, yeah. like, a hole in the wall or, or something, I don't know. Three hours is a long time. Theo looks at Dave for a second and genuinely contemplates his suggestion before thinking better of it. So the other thing, so Freddie, you're saying it's a long time. What else have we got to do? It's not like we've got anywhere to be right now, is it? I mean, fair point. Let's just stay here, have a mingle, chat with the locals, see what we can find out. I never realised I can speak two languages. It's nice to know that I can speak both speak both English and Common. Um, old, old uh, sort of youngish lady who was previously speaking to us uh, previously um you mentioned there was a big incident um as as my compadre here has uh, briefly explained um we aren't from around here what was the big incident that is required a three-hour queue oh well you see there's a temple in the town that's off to one side up on the hill you could probably well <laughs> From here, you used to be able to see the spire and the dome that encompassed it. But uh, there was quite a big incident. I don't know all the details, but apparently the spire's tower and the dome was crushed in by some giant beast. And then it kind of flew off with some rather corrupt politician. I don't know the details, I'm afraid. It's just sort of common ham, common goings on, that sort of thing. You hear about it all the time up in the north. Hang on, just to confirm, like giant beasts come in around and, and take steal and kidnap people 
commonly. That's a common thing that happens. Well, you see, the metallic beasts, uh, the metallic dragons, they generally help people out um, uh, by dealing with the corrupt people that are in this land. And then you've got the non-metallic dragons, which tend to be quite insidious in their nature. When you say a metallic dragon, do you mean like a robot? I was thinking Mecha Godzilla no, with wings. it's definitely a living, breathing creature. Don't be silly, guys. You know this from the Dyson Destiny books. Metallic dragons are just metallic colours. Yeah, but we all know that the Dyson Destiny was just a game. Like, I mean, come on, even... The game brought us here, so I'm going to assume the rules apply still, until proven otherwise. What, so you think... Have, have you recently watched Jumanji? Is, is that where this is coming from, Bob? <laughs> I'm sorry, what's that? Is that a new music video or something? Jumanji? The, the classic movie, Robin Williams... Do you not... I'm The Rock. Who's Robin Williams? <sighs> oh, you talk about that one. I haven't seen I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the recent one, with, the recent two with The Rock. I mean, that is a great movie. It really is. Guys, to me it seems like this is obviously the afterlife and the metal dragons take away maybe the, the good people to heaven and the other ones take away the bad people to hell, potentially. Or the equivalent, of course. Either way, either way, we're just going to have to stay in the, in the queue to find out, really, aren't we? Yeah. No, there's... You'll soon find out yourself, young man. Heaven and hell are actual places. You see? But this isn't a place that you're in a world where you're waiting to go to one of these two. Oh no, the dragons don't take you away there. No, the gods do. Yeah, yeah, no, the gods do. So, guys, my theory is the strongest one, I believe. I think we died in that terrible accident at the um, at the campsite, and this is it's taken us three days. We're Raven's rest. We're going to be put to rest, maybe judged here, and we're going to be potentially taken away by gods or dragons to our afterlife, guys. Why would? Sorry, why would you be judged here? I mean, at the are you criminals? No, not at all. To be fair, Freddy's judged everywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> Theo, Theo is going to kind of lean into the group, um, trying to kind of push his voice away from the, the, the old woman. Uh, and he goes, guys, I've got an idea. So they, they were attacked by a dragon why don't we pretend that we can see one on the horizon and then the queue will everyone will just run and then we can just go in i don't think causing a panic is an appropriate response to having to queue also i've seen you play poker mate you're really <laughs> not that good at the whole lion thing i mean i guess it was just an idea. I kind of look up and go, Ah! A giant dragon! Ah! Oh, we've all heard that trick before. And even if there was, it'd probably be just visiting 
the uh, uh, long story short, they they come down here every so often and get their hooves cleared out by the local blacksmith. Dragons have hooves? Well, some of them do. Uh, they're the flying pegasi type things. Um, but then dragons have claws and that. But they, they often come down and the local blacksmith treats them. Uh, what do you call it now? I Oh, God, it's been years since I've had a pedicure, but it's basically a pedicure for dragons. It's quite nice by all accounts, they tell us. Do they, do they get them painted as well? No, no, no. Just filed to a nice sharp point to get rid of all that old... Um, have you ever seen cat claws and how they shed the claw? It's Dragons are kind of like that, but sometimes they have a little bit of difficulty getting the shell off, like the old husk of the claws off, and they just come down and enjoy it being enjoy being treated by the blacksmith, having it filed away for them. Keeps it nice and fresh and sharp, you see. I feel I've learned more about dragons than I have about anything else and since we've been here, so that's good to know. Yeah. People here aren't scared of dragons anymore. They're big and they're brutish, but there's always some hero that will come along and save the day if they're being evil. So when none of us are ever worried about it, we're more worried about our ship sinking. Does that does that mean heroes get preferential treatment? Uh, they get celebrated as a celebrity for a few days and then the hubbub dies down and then they get bigger contracts with the local council and governments and the kings eventually if they do good enough deeds and they get recognition uh, to an extent and uh, often get treated to um, sort of like uh, parades and stuff. They well, let me introduce you to our resident hero, Dave. Um, if you look at that stunning physique, I he definitely needs to be paraded. He needs to be paraded right to the front of the queue. Dave, wasp slayer. He is a giant wasp slayer. I didn't though. I I, I didn't slay the wasp. I was out uncon. I was out unconscious the whole time. Shut up. Well, you see, yeah, you, you were unconscious after your epic battle with Veronica, and I turned to the woman, and Veronica, you see, is this a beast of a, a machine um, who Dave uh, defeated. Isn't that right, Dave? But down and out of her misery is probably the better way of going in. You see, he's a hero. So you've beaten an automaton. Ooh. Hero, the hero that everyone, that no one, no one actually wants, but I, it's the one that I get, the one that you have. He defeated her single-handedly, may I add? I start laughing. Dave, 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 trying to get the crowd gathered up. Dave, 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 No, not Dave, not Dave. I mean, we'll we'll discuss specifics after this conversation if it works. Dave, 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 Dave. There's, it's all right, dear. There's no need to such, cause such a fuss. At the end of the day, everyone's a hero in their own way. It's only when you do something for the public that's, uh, that you get recognised. And, well, the heroes that uh, 
have been wrecking. Not do some what? Do something for the public, you say? Well, let me introduce you to our other resident hero, Bobby, who represents the people every day of his life in his own special, special way. And I represent every person in my neighborhood as the local neighborhood president. So I don't really believe that. Anyway, that's being besides the point. I think there's, and she points behind you, there's a guard coming up to see you. I was going to say, I think we've been seeking the wrong people here, like the wrong person. If you're looking to get forward, someone in the queue is really not the best person to be speaking to. That's, that is a fair point. Um, and then, as you say that, Theo is going to just step to the left, slightly out of the queue. The guard is coming up to you for anyway. And he stops in front of you. You hear the heavy clanking of metal boots, the uh, armor creaking and groaning and grinding as he marches in, the rattling of the plates as they're sliding over one another, and he comes to a halt where you're stood. <clears throat> it is by the decree of Lady Elizabeth that four strangers wearing outlandish clothing should be taken to the gate for inspection and interrogation. Interrogation? I mean... Outlandish clothing? I turn to the woman, I like with a smile on my face, as if, like, you see, we are important people. No, dearie, it sounds like they want to know where you're from. Have a good day. This is from Next. This isn't outlandish. This is from Next. I'll see you in a couple of hours. Robert is just standing away from them, pretending he's not with them. <laughs> Trying to just carry on. He's been doing it for a while since the conversation got, well, you know. So, if you'd like to all come with me, please. And he raises a finger to two of the other guards who are standing slightly further down. And they pop over. And from behind you, you now have two guards who are escorting you and the one in front who turns to you all and says if you would care to follow that would be appreciated I'd rather do this amicably I'm sure you would agree Yes Lady Elizabeth, the person who met us at the outside the hinge I think I think so um, Also, why did we have to walk for three days if she could just poof here? Oh, we did ask her that she wasn't able to carry stuff or she wasn't able to pick us up or she thought it was character building or I, I don't know. It's one of the things. We did ask her. She just essentially said no. Okay, Mr. Guard, take us away. Don't actually take us away. Just lead us to where we need to go. I don't, I'm too pretty for jail. Lead us away. Don't worry. You won't be going to jail as he takes a staring daggered look at you, Dave. Deep brown eyes and slightly darker skin as he just shoots daggers at you i kind of once he turns around and uh and kind of starts heading off i kind of lean over to whoever's closest to me which is probably going to be theo and just go i think he was coming on to me well it's always good to have guards in high places we'll see we'll see i guess as you slowly begin your march, 
towards the gate. It becomes clearly obvious that standing in this queue are numerous people from all walks of life. Whether they were nobles, whether they were poorer, whether they were traders and merchants, some sailors in there in sort of half one-legged shorts and various other sort of ill-fitting garments that have been patched up. Obviously, they've been at sea, come home, gone somewhere, and they're now on their way back for more work type people. Um, you can see that some of the traders have sort of given up their spots in the queue, stood off to the side and started selling their wares at the roadside outside to the point where there's almost like a small mini market before the main event and markets that are inside the town uh, that sort of developed here. And you can see various people sort of browsing through the wares and going, and as you're marching past, you hear one of them says, well, that just about saves me a long trip into the town. I've got pretty much everything I came for. And she sort you see her pay someone and start to walk away back way, way, way back up the line. But you continue on and eventually you're brought to the gates and as you're approaching the walls, you see the grey stone, you see the almost medieval look and feel of this huge citadel of a, or fortress, as it were. You see the towers rising up and they're not small. You picture the likes of Windsor Castle back home in the UK, uh, in Britain. And as you picture that, you sort of looking up, you realize, oh, that's, that wall is double the height. Even if you wanted to, there was no way you could climb in up and over. Even if you were the most experienced rock climber on earth, they probably wouldn't have been able to have made made that climb but the heavy iron portcullis comes down in front of you two guards with pikes stand there crossed uh, with their pikes crossed staring at you looking at you looking at the guard that has led you here and the guard that's led you here simply waves a finger and the side door into one of the towers opens up and he ushers you inside you were right. There is a side entrance, I guess. Yep. Well, I've been uh, informed by Lady Elizabeth that uh, you are, how shall we say, outsiders. And what I would like to do is just ask you a few questions because your heritage your ancestry, wherever that may be from, is, how should we say, not of this plane. So I just want to make sure that you are not something that you're saying you're not. Well, we're British. Robert turns to everyone and says, and Robert turns to everyone and says, Look, don't say anything and you can't get into any trouble, okay? Are you talking as my friend or my lawyer? Both. Do you know the laws for this land? You, no, but we can demand a lawyer before we talk. Who is versed in the law here? What if, but what if that's not the law? Lord, is there like, yeah, you're you're guilty until proven innocent? Do we need a lawyer at that? You know. Hmm. 
If only there was a law book I could read. Do you have any law books I could read up on quickly before we start this process, sir? No, and uh, you're only you're only entitled to legal counsel if you are under arrest. You're not under arrest. We are merely asking a few questions, establishing your identity and ensuring that you're not going to be up to any trouble because there has been some rather terrible acts that have happened recently and Lady Elizabeth has insisted that you are fast-tracked. Well, if she's insisted we are fast-tracked, surely we should be going, carrying on now. Yes, but I still need to establish your identities and ask for your papers. If you have any, if you do not have any papers, then I have papers for your sponsorship into Raven's Rest by Lady... So you already have our papers. By Lady Elizabeth, and they just need to be signed by yourselves. One of you, I believe, is called Theo Crocs. That, that, that would be me. I, I am Theo Crocs. Um, I... I do not have a pen. That's... No one signed anything until I've read it. Perfectly fine. And he... Hey, I have this. Is this, is this. Does this count as papers? As I hold up my he... driving license. He takes one look at it and Fish says... From my wallet. What are these... weird... These count as papers where we're from. What do these symbols on the back here mean as he's looking at your driving license that you've handed him, the little card? I have no idea of symbols on the back. I have no idea. Well, if you've got a pink one, it means you can drive a Vespa. If you've got a blue one with a little L on it, that also means you can ride my Vespa. Um, and then the other ones are cars or carts. They're, they're, they're like big, big carts. The pink, the pink one I can drive. I, the pink one allows me to drive a car. It's not just. It's not just all about Vespa. Veronica, sorry, it's not all just about Veronica. She is the best car. He turns it over and sees your photo uh, that is on the driving license, and he looks at it, looks at you and just hands it back and then hands you after reading your name off of the card hands you a piece of paper and pushes a feather and inkwell in your direction Dave he also looks over at you Theo and hands you a similarly addressed piece of paper let me read those before you sign them Robert's, uh, could I could I have one? I'll look over it. What's your name, sir? Robert Christopher Tawney. But I, I want to use the quill. I have on here a Bobby. Would that be yourself? No. Then I'm very sorry. It seems she's got your identity mixed up and you are possibly not the person that's supposed to be coming in. Uh, so you must be Freddy, correct? Yes, that's me. He hands you a piece of paper. So you're not Bobby. I'm not Bobby. Then you must be an imposter. Do we have to arrest you or 
No comment. Not you, Freddy. I think we've gotten off on the wrong foot here. Um, we. So, uh, as I, so, I should just say this is my friend Robert. Uh, he know he is called Bobby to his friends. He still doesn't like that, but his friends call him Bobby. I believe Miss Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth, Lady Elizabeth, Lady Elizabeth, Lady Elizabeth. My apologies. That Lady Elizabeth um, may have overheard us call him Bobby, and so took it from there. But his actual name is uh, Robert, and the, I think he would prefer that if this is to be a legal binding document, it should be yes. in the word, names of Robert, not Bobby. Very well. He looks at document, he looks at the quill. It's weird. You see, the shortened version or the abbreviation in this country, as you've traveled quite some distance, for Robert is Robert. Excuse me? Oh, so we've traveled to France. France. And he crosses out the name Bobby. He writes Robert, signs it under the name, hands you the quill and inkwell. I will thoroughly read the document before signing. As you thoroughly read the document, it's only a short script, and it quite simply states that I, Elizabeth, I, Lady Elizabeth, do swear that I will be keeping an eye and looking out for and vouching for these four individuals. This document is proof that your name here is under my care and they will carry this document upon their person at all times. In the event of any trouble, it is agreed that Lady Elizabeth will be contacted immediately very well this looks perfectly fine i will sign the document thank you and nod at everyone else to do so as you sign those documents the guard looks around gives one of the guards outside a nod and the portcullis is raised ever so slightly just just tall enough that you can go through as he holds open the door seeing you sign these four bits of paper off you go i think we're absolutely fine with your identities having been established and vetted by lady elizabeth we've got our eyes on you just remember that you are under close watch uh, just before we go jerry um, as you are aware we're new here. Um, who is Lady Elizabeth in this town? He just waves you out the room. Wasn't very helpful, was it? As you leave the door and step through the gate, you are immediately overwhelmed with the sounds and sensory perception like that of a child at a fairground. It is noisy, it is hustle and bustle, it is your oldie, oldie worldy market streets as you 
begin your journey through the town, through the, down this main road. Seems to be the only direction that you're aware of you're allowed to travel at this point in time, but the cobblestone roads under your feet as you are walking feels really rough with the shoes and the uh, boots. Maybe not so much for Theo, but for the rest of you wearing smarter shoes or trainers. It's quite rough and hard, hard going. It's not the most comfortable experience. Um, but as you walk down these roads, you see the occasional pouring of water out from a second floor window into what appears to be a fairly well-designed guttering system beneath uh beneath their beneath their balconies and windows and what have you that drains all the wastewater away you see the smells of various various bakeries and various other little shops and there's one shop that you see as you walk past it there's a bell that quite clearly dangles on the inside little brass bell and as you sort of walk past and peer through the window you see like all sorts of antiques as it were although are you sure they're antiques in this current day and age but as you carry on walking the sudden explosion of sound from various bards singing away to try and entertain crowds to various entertainers uh, while that are marching up and down and uh, sort of trying to entertain the crowds whilst at the same time keep it fairly orderly on this market road. Um, the smells of various meats, dried meats, fish wafting through your nostrils as well every so often. The colourful array of canopies and that that cover various stalls. The sheer joy as you see genuine food, like genuine fruits and vegetables and things, some which have been imported, some which are seemingly grown, homegrown or local farms. But it's all very what you would consider organic and fresh. It's an absolutely beautiful sight to to behold and as you continue to sort of look around you do see something that is familiar to all of you and it's that good old fashioned pub sign that hangs outside every boozer in britain and this one is beautifully beautifully decorated it's quite an ornate sign it's got uh, like the sign itself is like that of a hoof but it's sitting inside that is a image almost 3d it's almost like it flies out from this hoof um and it's got like the image of a ship's hull and then on the under like but only the very bottom of it and then you can see the keel underneath um as it slices through what appears to be like a horseshoe. Although, on further inspection, you do see it's not a horseshoe, but simply a representation of a shallow waters. Carrying on and looking at the sign, you read above the doorway, the quiet keel. What are you doing? 
Don't know about you guys, but I recognize a pub when I see one. Yes, I could. Exactly. It's It would be nice to have a fairly comfortable uh, surroundings for a change. It's been a rough few days. I was not expecting to have to camp for that long. I wonder if they have any warm beds. Are we going to do rock, paper, scissors for the first round? I thought you were getting the first round for you. Well, you're the big shot lawyer. You should get the first round. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll get the first one. And then I walk walk into the tavern. As you walk into the tavern and enter, it's a small, cozy little tavern. And from what you can tell, this is normally a quieter part of Raven's Rest, except on market day. But unlike the bustling pubs of London and sort of the nearby pubs, local boozers that you're used to, uh, this, the quiet kill here is a place where patrons, pa patrons can relax, enjoy a drink in peace without being disturbed. Generally speaking, it'll only be one or two locals that might turn up in this pub every day. Otherwise, it's pretty quiet and empty. Not many people come in here, and you figure that's probably how it got its name. It's a place where people come to... It's the sort of place that you would go to escape the noise and bustle of a town's busy streets. It's only a small, single-room tavern very low ceiling but very warm lighting and as you look around you notice the lighting is provided by various oil lamps dotted around the walls and as you continue to look around on the walls you see various various sailing paraphernalia whether it's cheesed and coiled rope um, whether it's like tackle whether it's um like various oars from different boats or planks of wood that have been put up with like the plaque of the ship's name that it's come from um you know at one point you sort of look over and you see what appears to be the helm of uh, the ship's wheel but whatever you do think it's all met with a booming voice that comes from behind the bar. <sighs> oh, hello there! My name's Finnegan. How can I help you? Well, Bobby, you're up. Huh? What? Oh, sorry. Um, I I was just admiring your pub. It reminds me of one that um, I used to frequent at university, actually. The, the Nook and Cranny. It's great for... Sitting down, reading a load of law books when I was studying for an exam. Um... A legal counsel, are ye? That's a fair fine profession if you can get the work. Yes, yes it is. Um, I think we were hoping to just sit down for a moment, tackle our thoughts and have a drink. Uh, hey, what'll it be? Uh, uh, now, this is going out on a limb, but I don't suppose you have a Peroni. 
No, but if it's some kind of weird cocktail, if you tell me how to make it, I'll see if I can get someone to get the ingredients. <laughs> no, no, it's just a beer. Um, no, unfortunately, we don't stock that kind of beer here. Um, I'll tell you what we have got. We've got two casks of ale left, and we've got uh, two bottles of red wine. Your choice. Do, do you have anything chilled? I can put the wine in a bucket of ice if you want. But trust Ooh. me, the ale is actually best not drunk cold. Oh, like a... Yes. Not a lager. Okay. Do you have a more of a stout, perhaps? We'll have four ales. I four ales coming up. I know, shout out. Four ales coming up, and uh, he pulls down four tankards off the... Um, basically off the wooden rail above his head. And as he pulls them down, he takes one look at them, spits into each mug, pulls out a towel, gives it a wipe over with a... and then... Hey! That'll do! And then starts pouring you four ales. Passes them over. That'll be... Uh, that'll be eight silver. So this round is 80 quid. There's a silver now compared. I can't remember what the silver was. Jesus. Um, Finnegan, do, do you think the spit was extra? Right. Um. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to... I haven't poured any of my money out yet, so I don't have any money, actually. I guess. But let's have... Let's give this a go. I'm going to pull out my wallet. And I'm going to try taking out a, a £10 note. You pull out a £10 note, and as you pull out the £10 note... It becomes a silver piece. Ah. Well, that's... That's very expensive. I guess I'll pull out a £20 note then. As you pull out a £20 note, it becomes a gold piece. Ah. Now, does this cover the... cover the round? Aye. That'll give you two silver in change as well. Perfect. Apparently I'm quite poor, so... I'll take it. Well, let... Let me... Uh, let me just say something, if I may. First of all, you're not the first outsiders that we've had coming in here. <laughs> there was a couple about... Oof, must have been about near a year ago. Near a year ago that came in here dressed all funny like wearing the tightest of corsets and long flowing dresses that was just ridiculous in length anyway oh that, that's just Freddy on a Thursday well, I'm not going to ask what you lot get up to but if you dress like that as well then I guess you're probably from the same place as this couple was anyway let me tell you she that lady and I believe it was her brother they became the talk of the town and let me tell you something else I don't know what it is about them but they came in and 
They never bothered changing their fashion style. They've been wearing the same style of clothing ever since it is caught on with all of our nobles. They set a fucking trend. And by the looks of you, you could probably do the same sort of thing if you think about it. With that trend of yours that you've currently got and uh, some of the uh, tools and that with one of our local seamstresses, I reckon you could probably set a trend for the common folk as well. Is that really what you're here for? So that you could share the latest fashion with your colleagues? So that they can sell sell more of that fashion style here? Bet you never thought that you'd be recalled fashionable, Bobby. Oof. Sure. Um, not by anyone you know, anyway. Uh, well, no, I don't suppose these people you speak of, actually. It was one of them, maybe Lady, Lady Elizabeth? Aye, that's the woman. Right. And so the plot thickens. Um, is there a is there a pill table right here? If you want a pill, you can go to the local baths. No, like, forget about it. All right then, I will. Anyway, there you go. And uh, for the record, no, considering you've actually got a gold piece, you're not poor. Well, I don't anymore. Well, that's your fault for spending it, then, isn't it? <laughs> um, I am going to take out... I haven't taken any money out yet. Um, in my wallet, there was £135. Yep. yep. So I... I reckon I would have... six twenties, a 10, and a 5. Indeed. So I'm going to start taking out, I'll go smallest first, five, like a five pound note. You take out the five pound notes and it becomes a silver piece. Uh, ten pound. Another silver piece. And the twenties, six twenties. They all become gold pieces. Six gold, two silver. Oh, I'm going to try something. I'm going to try putting one of the silver back into uh, my wallet. As you put the silver back into your wallets, it's kind of weird. It's almost like there's a suction to it. As you put it in, it's almost sucked into the wallet and it disappears from sight. But if you reach back in and just call for a silver piece, it just appears in your fingers. What if he calls for a five-pound note? I don't know, you try it. I have a five-pound note. i just take that. Okay, uh, hang on. I'm going to pull out a ten-pound... So I pull out a tenner. No, I, still, I still have a tenner, and, and, a, and a, I think I've got two twenties. Um... I pull the ten pounds out and comes out as a gold coin, as a as a silver. Are you specifically calling for a ten pound note? Yes. Sorry, as I'm going in, I'm specifically going. Uh, ten. I'm thinking ten pound note, ten pound note, ten pound note. As I go to pull out, you pull out from your wallet a ten pound note. Hey, look at that! I've done it. What use is that though? If I put it back in, 
Well, it's it's. I don't know. Maybe it's like foreign money, and it, it, it you can get a better exchange for it. Maybe if Perhaps. you, as you put the ten pound note back in, once again you feel that same sort of suction that uh, that Bobby felt, almost sucking in that ten pound note. Okay, let me just try this. And then just going to take the wallet, empty it, kind of upturn it, and then just kind of shake it. As you turn up the wallet, turn it over and start to shake it, are you willing anything out of it at all? I am, my, I, I not, I'm trying not to think of anything. I'm just that kind of thing, I'm just kind of curious as to what is going to come out. Okay. If anything. Nothing comes out. I kind of opened the wallet up so I can have a look inside. I'm, is there anything in there? It appears to be empty. My wallet's magical. The barman, Finnegan, he looks over at you. You know, you two have just been standing there playing with a couple of bits of straps of leather, and uh, by the looks of it, that's quite a, quite a nice little wallet with pockets, is what you were calling it. That thing with pockets in it, anyway. It looks like it's a small pouch of holding. I wouldn't mind one of them myself. I've been after a satchel of holding for, or a, you know, a bag of holding for quite some time. Where'd you get those little things so I could put one of those in my own pocket? That's quite cool. Well, how much? How much would one of these go for? What's one of those wallets? Uh, one of those little. Like, think about your size? Oh, probably about 10 gold pieces each. But um, if you're going for, a, like, a bag of holding or something, they're, they're a bit pricey at the moment. They're all the rage, you see. Well, I got mine from House of Frasier. But yeah, I mean, oh, House of Frasier. Is that, uh, the, is that a magic house where you're from? Is it uh, the name of the mage or the wizard that uh, created this enchantment on these wallets? Um, I know. It's just a, it's just a shop, a clothing shop, but they do other things too, like perfumes and wallets. House of Frasier. We don't have anything like that here. Really, I, I mean, inclined to wish to visit this miraculous place that you say you're from where where was that by the way yeah me too buddy i'd love to go there right now um yes it's it's britain united kingdom goes by many names so the um lady elizabeth and her brother uh, patrick patrick fitzgerald and elizabeth fitzgerald when they first arrived they introduced themselves as but um Lady Elizabeth, when she first came here, she turned around and claimed that she was from Great Britannia. Yes, the very same. Oh, you're from Great Britannia as well. Oh. Yeah, it's the one that rules the waves. Yes, she did mention that you were rulers of the waves. Yes, go on, Theo. Demonstrate the wave. But, uh... Theo um, puts his arms into like a T-shape and then does like the the arm waves like 
I, I, don't, I don't know what the, the name of the dance move is, but it's like, you know, the arm roll thing. Yep. Well, I don't know what that is, but it's kind of funny. Anyway, yes, regardless. And he sort of stops and takes a look up at the old-fashioned clock that he's got in his in his bar at the one far end. And as he looks at it, he says, I'll probably be here in about ten minutes as well, give or take. Um, Lady Elizabeth, I mean, and her brother. Anyway, why don't you lot take your ale and go, go grab a seat? And as he does so, he takes back the two silver and passes you a gold piece back, Robert. Ah, thank you. It's all right, that one will be on Lady Elizabeth's tab. Ah, uh, yes. Robert doesn't isn't sure what to do, stands awkwardly for a moment, then sort of taps his nose and quickly turns to find a seat. He taps his nose to what, on the uh, right-hand side of his face as well, gives you a nod, and then gets back to work. And he takes down small tankards, he spits in each of them, pulls out his cloth, gives it a good wipe over. That's <sighs> free, just the way I like it. And puts the tankards back up on the uh, shelf again. As you look around this pub, you see that there is no one else here at this t at this time of day. Is it normally this dead? Hey, yeah, it's normally quite quiet this place. What am worry about it? Don't worry about me. I'm gonna disappear out back for a bit. And he shuts he heads out the back and shuts the door behind him okay and then you see a little wooden slit open in the door don't think I can't see what you're doing though he's a bit weird isn't he uh I mean I'll second that this whole scenario is weird everyone here is everyone here is so, I guess a little bit a bit suspicious as well anyway i guess cheers lads and thanks for the the round lady elizabeth the lady elizabeth i guess sure robert puts a bit of his uh disarano just a tiny drip drop into the um ale before it starts drinking it <laughs> do we all believe uh, do we are we all going with freddy's theory that we're dead because I don't feel dead. Like, I've got a pulse. I've got a pulse. I don't know. I'm, the, I'm still... I'm still thinking that that's what's happening. Out of curiosity, what would it take for you to no longer think that we're dead? I am not quite sure. But if you think about it, right, we fell down a hole, woke up in this mystical land where there's shape-shifting and magic, right? It was a three-day trip to Raven's Rest where there's fairies. Like, it, it, it's, it's just hitting far too many, like, far too many death things for it not to be, like... What's more likely, the fact that we've like what somehow fallen into a, 
an actual like real life game of Dice and Destinies or we've died because we fell down a large hole. Do you know what I mean? In, do you not think that we could just also be in a real in a, in you know a different world? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's also very possible. What would you rather be? What would you rather be? Let's see. You're talking about being optimistic. What would you rather be? We could either be dead. That's not very optimistic. We could either be getting high or slowly suffocating it on fumes underground. I'll be honest. Also, not very realistic. Although, could be fun for a weekend, maybe just for an evening. Or, we're alive and somehow we're in a different location. Because I know which one I'm going for, right? Let's. It's. It's. That sounds more positive to me. And you've got to be more positive. We've got to. We've got to have a good positive outlook for what's going on if we need to get through things. Yeah, um, I well, I'd rather be in the like a fantasy world in which magic's real. Like that'd be pretty cool. But what's the chances of that? From a fall. Well, I'll tell you what. Do, do me a favor, Freddie, if you can. Let's until. Uh, do you think if we can say until we're proved otherwise that we're dead or getting high on fumes? Let's go with the fact that we could be somewhere else where magic's real. Do you want me to act as though that's the case? Fake it till you make it, my friend. Fake it till you make it. Fair enough. You never know. Give it, give it, you know, if you keep going, you're, you're going to start believing that. And then soon you'll be like, yeah, no, that whole death thing was just, I, I don't know what I was thinking. So what if we're like what if we're putting on a boat and ferried off? Oh, by the way, guys, we also need to keep like one gold for the ship for the to pay the boat person to bring us over. Um <clears throat> I read that somewhere. But I know I thought that was that wasn't that you sticky you've got to put something on your eyes or something. Yeah, whenever we die, but I think if we actually have the gold on us, then it, it, it's the same thing. Okay. Well, again, I tell you what, let's let's keep a gold aside. I'll keep a gold aside for us get for for me going across. If you can be a little more, be be like let's just see, let's try and see things on the more positive side rather than us being dead. We we have, we have a slight problem though. But Bobby just spent his last gold on beers i'm sure we can make some we we do you know we could even sell one of our wallets for god's sake kind of i lean forward conspiratorially why don't we just like if we've all got the wallets we can make make it 10 gold easy just by one of us selling one right yeah but i like my wallet it's got an animal on it yeah i think mine's well that's fine let me pick oh bobby what are you saying who's bobby Oh no, the the beer's too strong. Go on, for the name. <sighs> anyway. Funnily enough, as you say, oh no, the beer's too strong, he's forgotten his name. Yep. Freddy. You're drinking this ale. Yeah. And as you're drinking this ale, 
you're getting the taste of the ale. You're feeling the harshness of the brewing process for this ale, the hops and everything else that all barley that was used. You can taste every aspect of it. But you are not feeling any effects from the alcohol. Uh, guys, this is weak stuff. Is there a candle on the table? There is. Before you, it's like one of the old sort of picnic benches that you're currently sat at inside, and there's like a hole in the middle with what appears to be like a small small holder of some kind. You see a couple of sort of black stubby bits of iron with like little pins in it and stub on one of them of a candle but other than that no Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Timeless Treasures. If you like what we're doing, please do check us out on all the social medias. You can find us at Timeless Treasures Podcast on Facebook, Timeless underscore D&D on Twitter or X, Timeless underscore Treasures underscore Podcast on Instagram, and YouTube.com forward slash at Timeless dash Treasures. If you do feel like subscribing to our Patreon, you can find that at patreon.com forward slash timeless treasures, where you'll have access to all our bonus content that we're busily creating, access to our Discord, and other amazing things which are going to be released. I'm Andy, or Theo, and I hope you're looking forward to the next one.